I think we can get started. Five. Oh, good shit. Four. That. Three. Two. And one. One. Hello, world. Here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames, messieurs, bienvenue, welcome to the happy hour. One. Okay. I can't say happy new year because uh, Larry David does not approve of such a thing. Uh, it is January the 9th and any happy new year wishes after the 7th are a faux pas in conventional oh, really? thinking. I wished a bunch of people a happy new year. Today? Day at work, yeah. Like through email, people that I hadn't spoken oh, to. Oh, I wonder if that's even worse. I'm not sure. I say happy holidays, but not happy new happy year. Happy holidays? Not at this point. So, at this point, now? it's too late. New year already happened. New year was a week ago, at least. It was almost yeah, but... a fortnight. <laughs> but if you haven't spoken to somebody since December. Since last year. <laughs> yeah, last year. Um... Well, the other thing is, well, it's like, you want to do that with somebody in February. Let's go. Happy New Year. February 3rd. No, but I think that the first half of January is still good. And also, like people saying to me, Happy New Year on December the 30th. Do not. No, absolutely not. Way too early. It's funny. It's not even. It's bad luck. It's. Is that like a Chilean thing? Yes, it is. You don't. You do not say Happy New Year until after midnight. And so, somebody on our, our, our friend there, um, the guy with the mustache in in the Maritimes. Which he's one? Got two Ger- that does shepherds. not narrow it down. You're talking about a mustache in the Maritimes. German Shepherds. He's got the handlebar mustache. Okay. Yeah, I think I. Okay, I think I recall. Yeah. And he he said to me Happy New Year because he had found me on Threads. Oh. Because I had left um, Twitter. Yeah. And so he found me on threads and he's like, oh, and happy new year. And I'm like, okay, but forgive me. I'm not going to say it to you because I can't say it until after midnight, my time. Another thing in Chile is you can't wish somebody a happy birthday until after the time that they were born. After the time. Yep. So make sure you're born in the AM. So I was born at about. 5 30 p.m uh-huh. and my one friend in chile would never wish me happy birthday until after 5 30 p.m <laughs> chile time because i was born in chile how interesting mm-hmm. i don't i don't go by that but yes i do not wish anybody a happy new year <laughs> until after midnight my time no kidding all right that's good something awful might happen it could i mean there's there's always the possibility and it would be my fault. Of that. Right? We, um, six, seven, eight, nine. The Habs have had nine games since last we recorded. That doesn't sound correct, but I'm sure it is because we didn't record for Christmas week. And nope. we're not wishing anyone a Merry Christmas. Nope. Way past that. I'm not That's wishing fine. anybody a Happy New Year, like I said. Uh, well, what was the okay. last game we talked about? Was it the overtime win against the Jets? Because that's literally three weeks ago now. 
Yes, I, we did talk about that, but I'm not sure if it was the last game that we talked about. It would have had to have been. Might have been. Because that was the, because we recorded the day after. I'm trying to remember who scored in that game now. How interesting. Recap. Recap. Anderson, Dvorak, and all Baron in overtime. That's nice. Oh, Baron in overtime against his brother. That's right. There was the team of brothers, mano a mano, and the parents were so upset and devastated. Yeah. Kind of like the, well, kind of like the Kachuk grandmother there, mortified by her children or her 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 offspring's offspring. I am so mad because there's a commercial here in Canada, a, a car commercial, I think. Mm. I don't know if you if you've seen it down there, but. Okay. Sorry, my teeth are really sticky right now. Um, where the mom, who is the real mom, is in the driver's seat, and both of the boys are in the back, and they're kind yeah. of having a fight and being Ugh. silly and everything. And every time I see that commercial, Max and I both go, "Ooh, we don't want to like these guys. <laughs> like they're funny, you know." <laughs> right, right, right. Huh. All right, I'm just I'm do I'm doing some math right now, some boy math, some hockey math. Okay. 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 So, if we exclude the Jets game, that leaves games in order against the Wild, Chicago, the Hurricanes, Panthers, Lightning, then Dallas, Stars, Sabres, and Rangers. And the Habs won outright two of those games. Three, excuse me, three of those games. Chicago was one of them? Mm Mm-hmm. 5-2, 5-2, dominated them. Just absolutely devastated Chicago. And Slavkovsky scored. And I believe he was the first star of that game. That is and I, I sent out, a, I guess, a whatever the fuck, a, a post on threads oh. and said, well, I guess we've decided well, who the best first overall pick is. Well, on threads, what you do is that you knit a sweater. And then you, <laughs> you knitted a sweater on threads. I think that's the proper vernacular for for that one. Threads is was like one of the worst names. Well, you know, leave it to Zuckerberg to think of something dumber than Twitter or X. I do like with Blue Sky now that they have the new logo with the update. Oh yeah, the butterfly. It's a butterfly, and it's it's cute and sweet, and not like the sinister, awful X. X. Yeah, X sucks. And Elon Musk should die. I hope he gets hit by a truck. His own cyber truck that dies that dies on top of him dying because he sucks. I there's nothing there's that's it. Done. I've been saying it for I don't know, months now. It's the ugliest thing, that truck. Dumb. So dumb. Like so dumb. What kind of fucking idiot buys that truck? Um, egomaniacs and idiots. People with too much money. People with too much money and time on their hands. And people that were not bullied enough in school. <laughs> no no like it's it's i'm of that opinion now it's like ah bullying so bad no no have you seen these people that that that, that the people that don't get bullied grow up get cyber truck and it's like well there we go should have been bullied more uh, the yeah, um I'm reluctant to republicans yeah. that um e- eventually like campaigned against roe v wade not bullied enough should have been bullied Too bad, so oh sad. God, it's so kind of like a conversation I was having with a with somebody that was like, "Oh my god, he's so cute!" And I'm talking to this guy, the cute guy, 
And the guy's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, triple down economics is supposed to help out everybody. This kid, mind you, is in his early 20s. And I'm like, oh, that's why women can't reproduce in the United States. Because I spoke to the girl afterwards, like, you know, this guy is like a raging Republican. He's like, yeah, but for one night. I'm like, "Mm, mm, mm." no, and that's exactly why here we are. But aside from that, um, let's go over each game. Minnesota Wild. I can't. Huh? We haven't introduced ourselves. Oh, we haven't. (laughs) For those that are tuning in for the first time, (laughs) we're almost 10 minutes into the episode. My name is David Auger. I am at. Hmm. Metal Dave Dave 01 on threads. And I'm going to leave it at that. Join as always by Veronica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at C H I L E underscore pepper on threads and Instagram. And C H I L E pepper on blue sky. And uh, we're the happy hour. No longer posting on Twitter. No. I um I do my very best not to post on Twitter anymore. I like things now still. Because there are still some people that are super useful that are on Twitter that refuse to go anywhere else. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. Come on. And you think that with the events of the past, like, couple of weeks that people would do that? No, um... no, no, no. I've lost any anything that deals with, like, people acting, like, with their consciousness on a social media platform. Just, nope, don't expect it at all. Yeah, the only reason that I do I I do still like things on on Twitter because I still have the um notifications from some of the news people and some of the funny people and stuff like that that yeah. I have notifications set up for so they'll come on my thing and then I'll then I'll, you know, like it or whatever. And sometimes I will delve into it. I haven't deleted my account because I don't want to because I don't want anybody to fuck with my user handle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know like delete my account and then somebody else comes up with my yeah i just don't want it i i don't want to yeah no i got you there Anybody excuse so oh yeah and we're the happy hour at happy yep. hour pod on threads predominantly um so some odd three weeks ago the habs faced off against the wild in Minnesota, and I think Minnesota, the playing out there is the new white whale for the Habs because they haven't won yeah. there since, I don't know, was it 2011 maybe? Something like that, 2012. Not yeah. nearly as bad as the losing streak in San Jose. But this is the new losing streak. And the Habs, man, I think they almost, no, they were, yeah, they were down. Yeah, it's too bad. Habs had to claw, claw the way back up. Uh, 2 nothing going to the, 2 nothing against going to the second period. Then David Savard gets his second of the season. Uh, make it 2-1. Then the third. Habs come back. Nick Suzuki on the power play. Ties it up. Then B. Faber on a wild. Take the lead again on a power play. Followed by Yorai Slap Calf Ski to tie it up into the third. Going into overtime. Oh, that's right. That's the OT where the Habs lost it in the last five seconds of overtime. I remember that now. That I was too. that was too bad. So sad. I wish we didn't have to remember that. Yep, that was um, none other than the heroic and preeminent heir to Carey Price, San Montambo, yeah. with a sterling performance in that game, which of course got them the one point. 
X. I have so much to say about Samuel Montembo. Uh, yeah, I today. do too. I, so I uh, actually wait. do not because I I see nothing special. Uh, after that, the Habs beat the Chicago Blackhawks five to two, which was great. And I bet Sam Montembeau was not in net for that one. Unfortunately, that was Caden Primo, um, a kid who also is I don't I don't see him going anywhere with the Habs. So there was that. Primo? Yeah, Primo. Mm-mm, nope. He is either going to be the Habs like AHL guy or trade bait. Because the trade deadline is going to be kind of interesting, especially with the halves, especially with who they're actually going to have at goal. With that being said, something I forgot to look up. Um, Allen is not long for the team, but I don't think Primo is either. And if that's the case, who actually has a contract with the halves aside from Montambo? Um... Yeah, Montebo and yep, see, okay, that's the thing. Jake Allen's a UFA at the end of the year. He'll like he'll be gone. And then Kaden Primo is an RFA next year. I'm sorry, at the oh wait, whoa. I'm not reading something right. Jake Allen has a contract with us until the end of 2026. And that's the same for Kaden Primo. Oh. Interesting. I didn't know that. So they all, so they both have contracts to unload. That might be hard for Allen. 3.8 for Jake Allen. For the next, what, two years now? I have no idea what's going on. And Allen didn't do himself any favors with that game against Buffalo. No, no. The the Habs got ransacked by uh, the Sabres. Uh, Sabres not a particularly good team since they're about as good as the Habs. But what was that? Like, that was like a 6-1 game last week. Yeah, 6-1. That was the worst loss of the season, which is something to say in that of itself. Because I think it's like that. I mean, they haven't been absolutely. In January. They haven't been ran out of a stadium like that this season. Nope. Uh, Where is my. I want to double check that, though, and see if that really is the worst loss of yeah season. i think i think so they haven't lost like that was like a i stopped watching which is saying something four, oh, four, oh, four. no like the the worst the other losses were like um both of the shutouts against the kings of all things yeah. uh and then five one against uh florida which was again what wait no that was earlier in the season yeah that's right how interesting I'm actually curious about that 5-1 game against uh, Florida. How did that happen? I'm going to go to the box score. We played Florida just before Christmas, or just after Christmas. Oh, that was another Caden Primo game. How weird. But Florida's a weird team. I never like it when the Habs play Florida. Florida, Mm-mm, don't like it. Not ever. Anyway, Habs win against Chicago, 5-2. Yoris Sofkowski, first star of the game. Um... Little brief recap with that would be um Chicago, of course, go up two nothing uh into the second period. Oh yeah, it was Mitchell Stevens. He got his first of the Steven uh first of the season with that one. I like him. I like him. I do too. Uh Anderson, Slavkovsky, great, great, great. Anderson, that's right, he's starting to score again, which is super cool. Suzuki yeah. and then Savar with the empty netter. That's awesome. Cool. Um I'd like to send a shout out to David Savar. Yeah. Great. No, no, we need him. Absolutely need him. 
extremely pleased with um what he does um you know at the blue line do i have something on my nose david no you keep on rubbing your nose yeah because my um, nose itches <laughs> i do too because i've got like flyaway hairs um he does stuff at the blue line both he just did it on saturday saturday i think it was mm. our last game um at the blue line like towards the end of the game and just and matheson too who's had a couple of hiccups but you know nobody's perfect but having david savard back is i think it's huge for the Habs. need it needed to split yeah. the time up with matheson because uh matheson it's we're getting into i've noticed now we've watched the habs for a while um we can't have like a guy playing 28 minutes every game can't have it so hopefully it doesn't matter with, who it is so hopefully with savar coming back you know kind of splits the time up granted i say that and i look at the time uh matheson uh with that rangers game the one on Saturday, uh, 27 minutes of ice time. Second uh, would be David Savar with 22. Let's go to the... Interesting. Let's go to the Sabres game where they got killed. Um, that's really weird. Matheson, 20 minutes. Savard, 17. Gooley with 19 minutes. So, oh, wait, where's Gooley? Was he... He wasn't injured, no. No. No, no, no. They were still... Yeah, it's a mm, that's gonna be a finicky thing to figure out as the uh, as you know the kiddos try to um, mature because that's that's the whole that's the that's the name of the game right now. Habs Habs defensemen lead the league in scoring and are the youngest de- decor in the league as well. Yeah, interesting. I'm really sick of. It has, I, I don't even know if in past years, um, the, the, the team that has the decor that is outscoring the forwards, if, if that's even been a thing until the Habs did it. Well, the it's thing is, is that statistic that comes up every time. It's the only thing the Habs have going for them. Like if the Habs weren't doing that, we would be the Ottawa Senators. It would be it would be terrible. Like if that oh my god, if the Habs had like another like bottom three position, which would be like, oh hey, great, we got we're probably gonna get another top five pick. But I think people would be screaming bloody murder if that was the case. That would be so bad, I think. Because uh, seeing as how frustrated people get with some of the games now, patience would be wearing yeah. thin. Well, some guys have to step up when it's time to step up and yeah the forwards <laughs> i mean there's more forwards than defensemen that's the other thing that's extraordinary about it there are six defensemen on the ice and they are almost consistently outscoring the 12 they're literally two to one um you know advantage for the forwards and it's just it's it's a it's cool but it's also like worrisome come on come on we need scoring up front. That's I, that, that's hockey. You're not going to win the Stanley Cup with all the defensemen scoring all the go- goals. Probably. I wonder about that. I wonder about Cole Caulfield, who um, he's had a few goals of late, but he's not been the Cole Caulfield, even that we were used to last season or even the season before. 
and he he did have surgery last year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i wonder if it's still something to do with like i mean certainly nobody's blaming it on a msl well i wonder i, I that's not something i'm i don't even know really I'm because i'm not on twitter anymore like i don't look at fucking hockey twitter at all i don't it, i don't think it's an msl thing but at the same time it's not an msl thing but i i do think i do think that it might it might have something to do with um the surgery because there's no like we know that cole caulfield in that program the the program that american yeah uh, yeah the u.s uh development team yeah he he was better or had more goals than both Austin Matthews and your your favorite there Phil, Phil Kessel. Kessel. That's what we need. We need Phil Kessel to teach these kids how to fucking shoot. That would be fucking fun, eh? In the room. That's Phil a Kessel? whole other thing, though. Who's the veteran forward on the Habs aside oh, from Brandon Gallagher? Which is not to say nothing, but Gallagher's not exactly a shooter. No, and the other you night is night. Yeah. That was so fun. Oh, that was good. Yeah, he opened up the scoring against the Rangers, which is yeah. great. But yeah, uh, a veteran presence up front, the Habs do not. And I think they might have to do something like that. Get another Corey Perry in there. Somebody. Somebody that, again, Ryan Gallagher's not a shooter, but the, the Habs need a shooter. Um, So I'm just looking at the stats for the team right now. Uh, the top points man is, of course, Nick Suzuki with 34 points in 39 games. Not nothing to sneeze at. That's kind of nice, honestly. But that's everyone... something that HNIC pointed out the other night. Oh, really? About how he is the points leader. Mm-hmm. However, it's the fewest points among captains in the entire NHL. Yeah. The entire NHL? Apparently. That's okay. If if I look, I'm going to look. Goals or fewest points, but they mentioned it. And I'm just like, what do you fucking have to, like, what? Who searches this shit? The statisticians. <laughs> they have people that paid to, to look up really cares? obscure stats. So let's, let's, let's take a look at that one. That, that's interesting to me. So if we go Either to the fewest Lee, points or fewest goals, I think it was points. Let's go to Santa's because he's now like the point leader uh, for the team. Let's go stats. Let's go stats. No, no, player stats. God damn it, man! This fucking website. I just want the fucking it's player nice. stats for a certain team. Holy shit! Although I did find a few sort of facilities on that app the other night on my iPhone, going, "Oh shit! Oh. This is this this works well. Works well." Okay. I'm looking up the San Jose Sharks because they are the worst team in the league right now. Logan Couture is the uh, the the captain for them. And where is he? Where's Logan? I'm looking up what his stats are. He's the one who had the feud with our friend Tara. Tara Sloan. Remember? Because he had a fight with somebody in a bar in 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 an Ontario bar during Christmas break maybe two years ago. And he tweeted about it. Oh my god! Really? Yep, yep. That somebody I wanted to fight him. Barely because... remember that. Yeah, he said he would vote for Trump or some shit. Is he injured or something? Why is he not showing up here? No. Oh, god damn it! 
fucking. I don't I care don't, about the West Coast. I don't care about the West Coast either. But now I'm trying to like I'm trying to prove something, and it's like crap. I don't have. Even the, the West Coast is the best coast. That's I don't have I the information in my mind. Where is Logan? Logan is. Yep, injured reserve. Okay, so that doesn't count. Moving on, next worst team. Let's see. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. The one team I pick. Uh Chicago Blackhawks. Who's the who's the captain of the Blackhawks these days? Anybody know? Ben Spawn. Uh no captain. Oh, this isn't looking good. And they don't Ducks. have a captain? They don't have a captain this year, the the Blackhawks. Look at all the things that we're that we're learning about are are the team are the teams that we don't care about. We don't care about. <laughs> uh, Anaheim Ducks, no captain. Oh, this isn't. Oh, this is not looking good. Okay, Anaheim. Nobody's Ducks. talking about it either. Remember when the Habs didn't have a captain, and that's all anybody could talk about. Well, the other thing too is that we have regency bias because it's like we only listen to the Habs, and when the Habs are playing, they talk about the Habs. It's like, well, no, I know. That's true. Mm. Okay, Ottawa Senators. I know their captain because he's a fucking piece of shit. Um, and it's not Tim Stutzla. It's Brady Kachuk. 28 points, so they might be talking about goals, if that's the case. In which case, I don't care. We're not, we, we don't anyway, have... They made a point of mentioning it, and I'm just like, get a life. Yeah, Suzuki, 12 goals, Kachuk, 16. I'm just going to assume that every other captain goals. in the league has more goals than that. Unless they're a defenseman. In which case, they don't play for the Habs, so they haven't scored. So right. there's that. Um, now, with all that being said, Cole Caulfield has 11 goals on the season. And um, he has tied in points with Mike Matheson. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. Uh, further to that, Nick Suzuki has the second worst plus minus on the team. That's interesting. Who has the worst? You want to, you want to take a stab at this one? I love my guessing game. Okay. Hang on. Cause plus minus is my favorite stat ever. Plus minus. Plus minus. Who is on the ice the most when the Habs are scored against? Jake Evans. This answer might shock you. Um, give me one second. I have to, I got blurry for a moment, so I just have to fix it. And fixed. Uh, Jake Evans. Um, no. Okay. Jake Evans actually has the second best plus minus on the team. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, oh, this is so interesting. I love plus minus. It's so, such a weird stat, but, um, I'll, I'll do. We love the season. Okay. But yeah, um. And it's worse by a margin. Goalie's not included. Mm. I want to see the second line. It's not Gallagher. It is Brennan Gallagher. Has the worst plus minus with minus eight. Suzuki and Anderson are tied with minus 10. So 18. Minus 18. Yeah. Weird. It's weird. How come no one else on the second on second or third line for Gallagher uh, deal with that? Now, conversely, 
the best plus minus. I'm just going to say it with this one. Jake Evans, like I said, second best. First, the best plus minus on the team, motherfucking Jonathan Kovacevic. I love him. With a plus six. I do too. Just does what he needs to and gets off the ice before he can fuck up and mess up his plus minus. <laughs> no, but that's it. And um, with that being said, the only, yeah, the only play, let's see, how many, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, only ten players on the Habs have a positive or zero plus minus. Out of like, Name that. You've got it in front of you. Hmm? What's that? Who has a positive or zero? Oh, 10 players. Uh, that would be Gustav Lindstrom with 14 games played. Yoel uh, Armia plus zero. <laughs> I have a lot to say about him. Yeah. Then um, then we have Emil Heineman just has three games, but he's a plus. Jaden Struble plus. Love him. Raphael Harvey-Pinard. Somebody hasn't played in a while, but he has at least 10 games. He's a plus. Kirby Doc, <laughs> for what it's worth, oh, two shit. games plus two. <laughs> Michael Pizzetta, of all people. Uh, Mitchell Stevens, Jake Evans, and uh, Jonathan uh, Kovacevic. So it's so interesting. Of course, these aren't the guys that get all the ice time. We get it. Less ice time. Yeah, pads, yeah, yeah. Plus minus. But the people that ought to be scoring, the people in the minus is like Suzuki, Caulfield, um, Caulfield is only a minus two also compared to Suzuki's minus 10 because Suzuki is on the power play. He's on the penalty kill and, and Caulfield is not. So that also pads it quite a bit, but poor Gallagher, man, minus 18. He gets caught in the, in the wrong time. Monahan, Monahan, a minus nine, you know, Matheson, a minus nine. Interesting. It's just such well, a Monahan and Matheson get a lot of ice. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And they get hard. Um, you know, they get put up against Yeah. Oh, Monahan. Veteran presence of a forward, but yet not there we a go. Hmm? But he's not he's not um He's not like he's a, not a prolific scorer person. No. Like no, I would not... like like if Perry was on the team, I'd be like, Oh, that's the guy you gotta learn how to shoot from. Man. How's Perry doing, by the way, after he Yeah, I don't know. After he ran rampant through Chicago's mother's <laughs> just it's such a funny story, even though it isn't true. And everyone's like, um, that's disgusting. It the, the churlish rumors. No, this is a fun rumor, okay? Damn. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of um I I, I believe that's why our buddy Gord Miller left Twitter. Oh, that's possible. That is possible. No, he said it. He said that he was leaving because of all of that shit that was going on about um, Connor Bedard's mom. Yep. And how they allowed that on Twitter. Which so totally like, I'm out. did not happen at all. Of course, of course not. Did not. No, of course. No, not Corey Perry. We don't know. Maybe he'll be better <laughs> by the trade deadline. Uh, Maybe. I'm, I'm really curious to see what will happen. Because I do think they, have, they need somebody that's just... Show them the way. Like fucking when they um Oh my god, when they got the uh God damn it. I can never remember all the cool people that are on the Habs. Because it was so much fun. When? Um That year on the run? Nope. Like yeah, a year or two before then. Well, I remember when they got at the deadline in that horrible, horrible year. It was either the year that they traded P.K. Subban. I think it was the year that they traded P.K. Subban at the end. 
but in that horrible year, they got downtown Mike Brown. Oh, Mike Brown. I think that was, was even before Subban. It was not before Subban. Not before his like tenure. Like Subban was with the Hamilton Bulldogs for I think two years before he came up with with the Habs. And I remember I didn't really know who Subban was, but a lot of fans did know, and a couple of idiots showed up to a Habs game with Habs jerseys in blackface. Oh, oh, oh man. 2016 was not that long ago. Jesus Christ. No, 2016 is the year he was traded. Yeah. And at that trade, de trade deadline, Mike Brown, anyway, Mike Brown, um, the other one who was great in the room was Mike Weaver. Yes. Mike. Oh, I get them mixed up all the time. Mike Weaver and Mike Brown. I always get them mixed up, actually. Yeah, Thank Mike you. Brown Thank literally you. had like three and a half months with the Habs. Yeah. And he was great. Mm -hmm. He went out there and fucked shit up and beat people up. And he was great. And yeah. his teammates absolutely loved him. And it was exactly what they needed at the time. After like a shit season. I think that was 2016. So Mike Brown was with the Habs when Subban was there, but it was like very yeah. brief. Uh, Mike Brown uh, was uh, claimed off waivers in February. Yeah. Uh, then the season ends and Subban was traded in June that year. Yeah. So that's what it was. Okay. Oh, fuck, that was a horrible year. What a, what a, what an interesting time. And I was talking yes. about Ilya Kovalchuk. Oh, yes. I remember when the Habs got him at league minimum, I, 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 I gasped at work. I was like, oh, like, I think I was on a work call, too. And I was like, oh, yeah, we have programming going into production. And oh, I had to unmute myself after that. But uh, they need somebody <laughs> like Ilya Kovalchuk again. But like, you know what they need? They need fucking Phil Kessel. Phil the Thrill is Kessel. He? Is he still with Arizona? He is um, with... No, no, no. He's not with Arizona anymore. I don't... I, I don't even know. The Golden know. Knights. And the big the big yes. talk oh, last... Still. the still. I mean, I think so. I mean, the big talk was that um, he, what, he didn't play any of the playoff games, I don't think. Guy's getting a bit long He'd in the tooth, as they say. He would have fun in Montreal. Best hot dogs in the fucking continent, for God's sake. <laughs> It'd be amazing. So, let's see. Okay, we, uh, the Habs played more games, and they didn't yes. do particularly well in a lot of them. But, uh, the fucking Carolina, I hate whenever the fucking Habs play Carolina, and this is no different. Again, down 2 nothing in the first period, but they come back this time. Stevens and Matheson, Matheson on the power play, tie it up 2-2 going in the second period. Then it was um, Jay Fast in the second period to bring Carolina ahead, um, which was then answered by Anderson, 25 seconds into the third period, ties yes. it up 3-3. Great play, I think I recall that a bit. Yes, um, it was. But, and then the Habs couldn't hang on to it, unfortunately. Um, uh, Svechnikov and Svechnikov again, I think, right? Yeah, completes the fucking hat trick. Oh, that was so annoying. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Power play at the tail end of the game after the Nets pulled, 
And it was a power play goal that they got with the Habs on the empty net. That's how fucking desperate the Habs were. And uh, that that that's well, their fate. Marty will always do that. Oh, every Never team, conscious. every team will do that unless they're getting absolutely pummeled. Speaking of, let's jump to the Dallas game because it was um, that was oh a that was that was a bit of a that was a bit of a game. Ah, uh, oh my lord, what a game that was! So, Jamie Ben, the 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 lesser Ben. Opens the scoring. One not Dallas. 11 seconds into the game. I remember that. Like, that happened, and I said, I am going to not watch this anymore. And what? Yeah. Oh, there you are. I, I don't know what the fuck happened. Hang on. Yeah, it's okay. Nice. So now I've got two. Where Hang am I? I'm Where? so sorry. No, that's all right. So... Okay, now you're back. Okay. Um, what was the thing I was just saying there? So Dallas, uh, Dallas. eleven seconds into the game, Jamie Ben scores, and I said, "Up, oh, here we go. It's gonna so be. Did I. It's this is gonna be one of those games. This was the first game of the new year, perhaps. Was it? Let's see here. First game of the new year. Yes, first game of the new year." Uh, it was a Tuesday. For some reason, what was going on that day that was distracting me? Something was distracting me and it got me off it. Anyway. Yeah, you weren't around. No, something was going on. Second? Oh, yeah. all right. Oh, oh, I got back from Canada the day before. Oh, right. I was, oh yeah, I wasn't feeling that great. I'm pretending week. I knew that. I don't think yeah. I knew that. Yep, I was in Montreal for New Year's. Whee! Oh, nice. Oh, that was fun. Tell me, mm, were a... there like fireworks or anything special? There are two McLeans, and I went to them both. Where's the other one? Literally the block over. <laughs> There's another McLean's? And you all you gotta do is that you leave McLean's, hang a left, and you're at the next one 20 seconds later. What the fuck? There's a story with it, and I'm sad about it. So oh, no. the Dallas Stars game. Um Thing is, the, the, the Habs came rip-roaring back. Yeah. Suzuki, Suzuki ties it up four minutes in, followed by Gooley. It's third of the season. Makes it 2-1, going into the second. Yep. And then, and then, Jordan Harris with his first of the, his first, Jordan Harris' is first of the season? That's what the website says. Wow. Okay. That's cool. 3-1, Montreal, second period. Great. Oh, my God. Going to third period with a lead? Wait. What? You're not talking about the end of, was it the end of the period? When Montembo caught a puck and the refs didn't blow it? And Dallas That's not this game. Bench? That's not this game. Yes, it is. No, it doesn't. Dallas went back to the bench. The refs didn't blow the whistle. Montembo realized... And threw the puck to Kovacevic. Kovacevic doesn't have a goal in this game. Why? scored it because the goalie had left his net. Yeah, but he's not. I'm sure that was Dallas. I don't think that was. That might have been. That was against uh, the Lightning. The Lightning. Sorry. You're yeah. completely. Oh, we were. We, oh, yeah. Oh, no. I was going to talk about that. 
when we would. And that was that was another what a frustrating the game. Was New Year's Eve, wasn't it? That was the New Year's Eve game. Okay, well, yeah. let's go back to Dallas for a second, and then we'll, we we'll go that. backtrack with that because the only reason I'm talking about the Dallas game is because of um comebacks. So second period, Jordan Harris three one. Then third period, power play goal, Cole Caulfield. Awesome. 4-1 yes. with 15 minutes left to the game. And certainly, there's no way the Habs can blow a three-goal lead in the third period. Fucking da- um, DeBear, right? Isn't that their coach? Um, Whatever his name is there. Oh, shit. Where the hell is he? DeBear, DeBoer, DeBear. He used to be. Oh, the be... guy that we saw in Montreal. Yeah, he was the guy that I got a picture. Yeah. He's nice, very nice guy. Former, um, former um, Vegas coach, no? Yeah, he, he, he was. Then he got canned by Vegas. And he I did. Don't, mm, I don't fuck. remember. This is bad, listeners. The bear. Forgive us. Well, because he's not the coach of the Habs, so it's like we don't care. Just I saw him <laughs> on the TV. I'm like, ah, I took a picture with him. Um. Very nice guy. I was like, hey, can I take a picture with you? And he's like, uh, not at the moment. I'm getting some drinks. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yes. And I then remember. he came up to me after. He's like, hey, you still want that picture? I'm like, yes. That's oh, so cool of you. Sweet guy. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. We can't um, diss him too much. No, no, absolutely not. But we will. Like, we reserve the... We reserve the right. Um, right for refusal. That's right. So, Caulfield uh, puts the Habs 4-1. And then DeBear pulls the goalie with, like, six minutes left of the game. I'm thinking, oh, the only thing that has to happen is one of the Habs defensemen scores. And then we'll be in, you know, we'll be, you know, in like flip. Well, W Johnston scores makes it four, two with a four ish minutes left. I was like, okay, that's cool. Two minutes later, uh, Jay Robertson scores makes it four, three with two minutes left. Who's like, in Nets that game? What's that? Who's in Nets? Um, it wasn't. Let me see here. It was a uh, Montambo. All right. And that is my exact point that I'm making with all that too, uh, because we had a lead, and we slowly lost it. Now, our defense is never good on a good day. We don't have somebody that can steal games anymore, at least convincingly. One can say that this was a steal because Dallas, they're a pretty damn good team, Dallas, this year. They're like a top 10 uh, team. So in the end, it was some heroics by Montembeau to keep the puck out. And it's yet again with the team. It's like they had six minutes with an empty net and they could not bury it. Could not, and that is that's that's not a great sign. Granted, they it's get the two points. They get the two points, and they run. Montepo should have shot the fucking puck. No, but I know, I know. <laughs> now this let's let's backtrack. Go back to the Lightning game. So Cole Caulfield unassisted, great one nothing Habs. Jonathan Kovacevich with the crazy thing, and as you said, that is we will never see a goal like that ever again. Wasn't it that? <laughs> They thought Montembeau froze it, but the whistle was not blown. So No, the whistle was not blown. So what happened is that the PA started to go off. The PA announcer was saying, Oh, go buy a car at the Toyota-thon. With your bolts. And the lights were going off. 
and Montembeau, very, very, you know, on the ball, you know, you know, chuck the puck over to Kovacevic. The Lightning are going off the ice, and I think it's some of the Habs goalie. players, yeah, I think some of the Habs players were too, goalie especially. Kovacevic from Montembeau shot the puck, scores, and it was a whole thing. Oh my God. Is this actually a goal? Montembeau was on top of it. Montembeau got the, his first assist of the season. He threw the puck to Kovacevic. Mm-hmm. And the ref actually said, keep going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so Kovacevic just shot it. Yeah, there it is. And what was funny is that afterwards, the uh, Tampa Bay crowd was shouting, refs, you suck. And I'm just like, that... That's not on anybody but the Tampa Bay players because Montembeau had the presence of mind to realize that the whistle had not been blown. Somebody in that building got a stern talking to, I imagine, because the lights were going off, like all the freaking yeah. you know, spotlights well, and stuff. No, don't go by the fucking music or the fucking lights. If you hear a whistle or you don't hear a whistle, that's what it depends on. Now, what would have been great is if that led to led ultimately to the victory for the Habs. However, two nothing uh, in the second period, and then uh, the Bolts come back, tie it up, going to the third. That's Calvin DeHaan. Then fucking Kucherov makes it four two. Oh God, I hate him so much. Four two Tampa Bay. Then Suzuki in the dying minutes makes it four three. But the Habs cannot top the Bolts. And who was in that? Of course, Montembeau. Oh, my God. There it is. Can't hold the lead. Now, with all that being said, because this is now, here's the really fucked up thing about this game. I'm just going to wait for all all of your excuses for when Allen loses. Oh, no. Allen was terrible. He fucked up. That's too bad. But I would rather him in the playoffs than Montembeau. A hundred percent. I will die on that hill. Now, the worst thing about the Tampa game is that Tampa had 20 shots on net. Defense actually did their job in that regard, but there's that. Um, Offense arguably also did their job too. Face-off percentage. The Habs won 67% of the face-offs that game. That's a huge margin. Um, uh, Tampa took more penalties. The Habs hit them more. So that was a, oh, that that game pissed me off on New Year's Eve. I was not happy about that. But there we go. Followed then by the Sabres game, 6-1 with Montembeau. I mean, Allen losing it, of course, as one does, which was, that was an awful game. I would and also yet, wager. What's that? I would also wager that the Habs are where they are this season, despite all of the pronostications. Due to the face-off. Habs are winning face-offs. This is something that is, like, not mentioned at all. But the face-off circle for the Habs this season has been impressive. So you start the play with the puck. Makes a big difference. And obviously, Monaghan has a lot to do with that. But um, Suzuki does as well. Mm -hmm. And Evans. Actually, you know what? Since we're talking about that. Yeah, Let me get that look that up because it's not just that game, but many games where the face-off um, advantage is for the Habs. And that, that, like, I would wager that that has a lot to do with All their right. record. 
so all right there's that that that's a curious stat the <laughs> two players had perfect nights on the dot that game and uh i would not have called either Habs? of these yeah for the habs Habs players yeah two players had perfect games on the dot for faceoffs oh my god so more than two faceoffs I, I they they don't track that part of it. I don't know if it's oh, more than two, no, but okay. But uh, so one of the players is Cole Caulfield, which is like okay, I can see that happening because he would take a face off if Suzuki gets kicked off the dot. Now, granted, the other player that was perfect on the dot was fucking Mike Pizzetta. <laughs> God damn it, Mike! <laughs> he didn't even play five minutes that game, and yet he got a face off in, and he won it. Um, but He's no, aside from that, that he, never gets, he never gets, um, mm -hmm. ruffled. So, okay. Those are abnormal, ob anomalies, hundred percent on the face. It yeah. can happen, but like that's, that's probably just craziness. The one that's probably not as crazy and might actually be true is the player who had the second best face off percentage at 71%. A center. Uh, yes, it is a center. I'm pretty sure. Is it a center? Is he a center? Actually, now I'm, hmm, I'm not sure. Because we've got Evans, Monaghan, Suzuki. I am so curious about that. Um, is it like? Oh, definitely a center. Hmm. I can't guess this one. Well, it will be Mitchell Stevens, 71% ah. on the dot. Uh, that, then that's followed by um, Anderson with a 66%, tied with Monaghan, then Suzuki with 63%, and Suzuki probably has that. Still very good, but also taking the lion's share of the faceoffs yeah. probably. Um, especially and Monaghan against, too. Yeah, and then Evans with 60%. So nobody had under 50% unless they lost them all which is possible but i don't know the for whatever reason the habs dominated the dot against the bolts and yet could not topple them they are now 0-2 against the lightning this season their next game against them is march the 2nd and then april the 4th great love our division rivalry against the fucking bolts i hate Ugh. them hate them too they suck this year too do they I mean, for the for Tampa. Yeah, for Tampa they do suck. Yep, they are they are in the lowly fifteenth. Yep. Oh wow, they're a wild card team this year. Yeah. Look at that. And sometimes they're not even that. Yeah. Oh my God, the Toronto Maple Leafs might be a wild card team. That would be amazing if they just missed the playoffs. Oh my God, how I would dance in the streets. That'd be so fun. That Buffalo game was a wash. Granted, the interesting thing about the Buffalo game, since I'm looking at it now, um, there was no player on the Habs that had more than a minus two. No player. No player. It was a, it was a loss by community. Or whatever. I completely stopped watching that game. Matheson and Kovacevic. I can't blame that game on Jake Allen, but I know that he was in nets. And I know that after the game, he was 
uncharacteristically um, down on himself. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which a goalie would do no matter what. Power you know, play. I, I don't want to do anything against any player on the Habs because I love Jake Allen. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Devin Levi. Because <laughs> he was very good that game, if people didn't notice. Yes, he was. He was, and frankly. And lucky a couple of times. Lucky a couple of times. There, But there's also like, Jesus Christ, this fucking kid. He, so Devin Levi is really good. Um, Habs had yeah. three power plays, didn't score on any of them. Um, Sabres got four power plays, scored on two of them. But even if they didn't score any power play goals, they still would have won. Which is like, fuck. Now, with that being said, the season series is still 2-1 Montreal. Uh, the Habs beat uh, the Sabres twice already this season. So I guess the Sabres were due. Them sons of bitches. Fucking Devin Levi. Ugh, <laughs> only we got him. He is good, but he yeah, but good. it's it's like spilt milk. I'm not gonna talk about Devin no, no. Levi. He's he's good, but I mean, he plays for Buffalo. Yeah, that that that's like that is just a that's so sad for somebody so young. Yeah. <laughs> like poor, and he got drafted in the sixth round. Poor, yeah, way late. He's like Henry Lundqvist, that freaking kid. Interesting, eh? God damn yeah, it. Yeah. Um, Mitchell. Uh, so um, the players. Who did not have a minus that game because there were no pluses. So those are the, the players that came out unscathed with a zero. Mitchell Stevens, Yoel Armia. Um, wait, didn't Armia score that game? Yes. Incredible. Love it. He was the one that got the goals called back, and then he scored again. And that was it. He got a shorty. He got a shorthanded goal, Yoel Armia. It was two nothing Buffalo. They get in the power play, and then Armia gets the short the shorty. That's funny. Under third power play of the game, I think. I don't even. It's just so many games, and we haven't recorded. Oh, yeah. But there was one game that he scored a goal, and it got called back because of um, Pizzetta interfered with the goalie. I think. I think that was the Sabers game. I could be wrong though. That sounds like either the Sabres or the again. Bolts. Yeah. That might have been the Lightning. The Weller Mia is fucking he's that guy. Cause you know how he is in the playoffs, right? It's you, it's weird. What's funny is that somebody at the bar, because I went to the bar to watch the Sabres game, since that was a great idea. And the guy was like, Oh yeah, I went to see uh uh the AHL, because you know, Armia was with the Rocket for a bit. Right. And he was like, Armia should not be in the AHL, because when he's on the ice, it's not fair to the other team. I'm like, really? Um, but apparently he was very impressed with y'all or me, and he said that we were lucky to have him. I'm like, I, okay, I can I can see that. I mean, he's no Arturi Lekkonen, but. <laughs> no, but for whatever reason, he comes up clutch. He's kind of like um, Dutch Gretzky there. He's that, okay. He's the, uh, the Finnish Gretzky. Yeah. He comes up clutch. I don't know what it is. I remember the um the one of the yeah, one of the games I saw at MSG against the Rangers some years ago now. Like right uh, either right before COVID 2019 maybe. Uh you are Mia hat trick OT winner too. I was like Jesus Christ, you are Mia. So that was really cool. So Armia Stevens zeros. Um 
And then for defense, Ghoulie. Wait, what the fuck? Oh, I was reading something wrong. No, Matheson and Kovacevic. With the zeros. zeros. Yep. Which is, that's, that is a crazy, how that happened is really interesting to me. Six goals and the differential was spread out enough that the worst people with plus minuses were Gallagher, uh, Elenin, and Evans. Interesting. Well, interesting. And then we can talk about a fun one. The Rangers. Yeah. That was a fun game. Hockey night in Canada. Brennan Oof. Gallagher opens the scoring. Oh, my God. People are, <laughs> people are going crazy, throwing throwing, throwing their bras onto the ice. It's crazy. That did not happen. That did not happen. <laughs> that did not happen. All by Sean Monaghan. Makes it 2 nothing. Habs. First uh, you know, minute of the second period. And then Yoel Armia. A minute later makes it 3 Nothing halves. There is capitalizing on mistakes. That's Armia's like specialty. There is no way that the Habs can blow a three nothing lead, especially with Montembeau in net. However, you be quiet. Get to it. Didn't have to happen this way. Uh, Trochek. Uh, Vincent gets his 10th of the season. Makes it 3-1. Montreal in the lead in the second period. No problem. No problem. It's a two-goal lead. More than half the game's done at this point. And then the bread maker. Panarin. He cut his hair. <clears throat> he did. He is bald. Holy shit. That's so weird. That's why he's so fast. Yeah. Makes it 3-2. Uh-oh. Now it's a one-goal game. It's anybody's game, as they say. Third period happens, and then, ah, of course, the Ice Fox, Adam Fox, ties it up for the rags with 10 minutes to go, and the Habs make it to overtime, where nothing happens, aside from heroics on both ends of the ice, which then needs to... Um, No, not heroics on both ends of the ice. The overtime ended with a power play because Slavkovsky got hooked. And so the Habs were on the power play, and Mika Sabanajad got the puck and got a breakaway. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Yep, yep. And Montembo not only made a huge save, he made a huge second save with his chest. Wow. He could have done no, that. keep going. Could have done that the rest of the game. Keep mm. going. Overtime because ends, going to the shootout. And I think this was against Penarin. The save of the game, the save heard around the world, where oodles of articles on Twitter started started putting Montembeau up on the mountain that Carey Price used to be. He said that this is our man, the stick no, save and shootout. Oh, was it Savanajad? The, the stick save. Okay, you might be right. Savanajad, bam. Okay, screw it. So there it is. Yep. Saved it against Savannah Jet. Ah, that was after Cole got the shootout goal. Yes. So have so advantage Habs. Um, Illinen, uh saved in Lafreniere. Yes. Yeah. Of course, if there was anybody to put the knife into this or to keep the the game going, it would have been Alexis Lafreniere. However, that did not happen. Habs win it in the shootout. Thank God for Cole Caulfield. And Sam Montambo for Montambo was perfect a, in the shootout, a thrilling, which is something that you've been on him about 
all season. Um, I was perfect in the shootout. He saved he every puck. Every puck saved every one of them. And he was fired up after that last save. And yeah, Lafreniere, I think, was a third shooter, but it was a save on Zabanajad. Yeah. Yep, yep. It was Zabanajad. Now that I remember. At yep. the end. Um, but it was after that that I, I actually told Max, I said, oh, Dave is going to, like, Dave is going to, he's not going to be happy about this because HNIC came out and said, like, not just the commentators during the game, but post game as well, talking about how Montembo has solidified himself as a number one. That is the craziest thing that I've ever heard in my life, honestly. If we want to say he's been solidified as the number one because he won a game in a fucking shootout, no, absolutely uh, no. It not. was it was his saves during that game as well. Like he made some ridiculous saves. It was a forty-eight to thirty shot differential with the Rangers, but that no. Number one is winning it in regulation. And it's crazy to me that this is now the narrative given the very recent past history where the Habs have a lead and they lose it. Is it all on the goalie? No. But the goalie is a part of the team that has to like win games convincingly. The Habs can't become a team like they have been with Price. And no. if that's all that Habs are going to be, then it's like, what are we even doing a rebuild for if that's the case? So it's, um, I don't see that. I don't see it. But I do yeah, want to cool. see Montembeau with a real defense in front of him. That would be amazing. Yeah, goal is a question. And I'm glad that it's as big a question in Montreal. Because it's not a very big question in other markets. No. Like in Toronto, like... Oh god. They haven't had a goalie for years. Actually, Toronto, I think, even has a even bigger goalie problem than the Habs, I'd say. Because oh my god, yeah, I can't even get into that. That's uh, that's yeah, a whole no, yeah, I don't I, I can't either, but I'm glad that the goal situation is as big a problem in Montreal as it is because I mean, nobody's ever gonna replace Carey Price. No, no, so no. That mm -mm. Is... Unless it's no. uh Devin Levi. Yeah, possibly. He or, is or if the Habs can get Carter Hart. <laughs> That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah, but I mean, again, like um, fucking, what's that guy's name? Samsonov in Toronto. He was the second coming in the playoffs last year. Yep. And look at him now. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so crazy. Goalies are so weird. So yeah, goalies weird. are so weird. And Carey Price, for his first couple of years, there was a lot of haters because oh. they just didn't understand. Well, the other goals. thing with with Price too is that if Halak didn't have that freaking run, well, Halak had that run because Kerry lost his spot because he it, it was famously Andre Markov that came in and gave Kerry Price shit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for not um, working hard enough and everything else that made a big deal, and then Halak came in. And won everything. But in my mind, I was still a Carey Price person. And when they ended up trading Halak in that offseason, people freaked out. And I'm just like, what are you freaking out about? Like, we have the goalie, the goalie. This is a guy. 
And but so he was. It took a long time for him. And some he didn't even convince everybody because there's still people. There are still people, even when Carrie Price was healthy and part of the team, that were against him. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the entire defense for probably over a decade was Markov and Price. God, if we had Markov on the power play. Jesus Christ. I've never seen more people that just... Matson's great. But man, sometimes on the power play, when he bobbles the puck at the blue line, I'm like, no. Yeah. No. But then other times, he just saves the puck at the blue line where you're like, what? I saw that going out. And he... Or the thing with Matson is that he's so smooth on the puck when he want to, wants to make like a... A breakaway out like if he's behind the net even too man he is yeah. such a good skater when he's, he's super, on it he's a great skater and he's super he's he's fast and offensive like he doesn't yes. um yeah he, he doesn't, doesn't shy away good. from the other side no. of the ice no um and that's our time shit that's it we're all caught up now we're all cut up. There all was right. a lot of games that we had to go through. Yes, there were a lot of games. So the next games uh, that are coming up are tomorrow. Um, tomorrow night against Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. They had that fucking trade that happened just recently that everyone was up in arms about. Oh, jeez. I can't even get into it. Um, uh, 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 Flyers player wanted to leave the team. Like uh, like somebody they picked up in the draft just a draft recently. Pick? Yeah, draft pick. He's like, I'm not going to play for this team. And so the team dealt him. And, you think um, he's Lindros? What the fuck? Oh, I don't know. And like, I might be getting this wrong. It might be the Anaheim player that didn't want to stay on the team. Yeah, I think it was actually the Anaheim player that didn't want to stay on the team. No, I think it was the Flyers. I saw something. And um, On threads. Well, it's, anyway. it's, it's interesting because Brian Wilde brought up a, a good point about that. Because it's just so odd of a thing where... Oh, where the frick is that? What's today? Today is the night. Yeah, this happened yesterday. Uh, Okay. Brian Wilde, he says, Personally, it doesn't sit well with me when a draft pick does this. Imagine if all the kids decide to do this and tell the NHL where they demanded to play. Oh, the entire system would break down. Yeah, it would. And it's super interesting to think about. You can't you actually can't have a successful league if everyone just says I would like to play in New York City and yeah, and yeah, like that would make sense. Um so the trade is that uh Flyers acquired Jamie Drysdale and a second round selection in 2025 from Anaheim in exchange for Cutter Gautier. And Gautier did not want to play for the Flyers. So when Eric Lindros got drafted, he said he wouldn't play for the Nordique. Hmm. Oh, and yeah. I mean the Lindros don't, trade. Don't pretend you're fucking Eric Lindros. Yeah. That's the whole thing too. Well, Lindros too, he was a veteran at the time. No, he, he got drafted. He was drafted and traded immediately? Oh uh, no. Well, no, well, I mean There's well, yeah. this whole thing. Well, yeah, but Lindros, he's been in he's been in the league for like years. He's like, I don't want to be. No. Fuck. I was just talking about this the other day with Max, who happens to know more about the NHL now than I do. Because he's paying attention to every team. But we were talking about Eric Eric Lindros, who 
said he would not play for the Nordique, and then eventually he got traded to it, the Flyers. I'm curious about that. So where is his... Born in London, Ontario. La, 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 la. He's now 50. Oh, yeah. He refused to play for the Nordique and was eventually traded to the Philadelphia Flyers. He was chosen first overall by the Quebec Nordique in 1991 and did not play for them. Eventually traded to the Flyers in 1992. Oh, there it is. In exchange for a package of players, including Peter Forsberg. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I have the trade right here. Steve D uh, Duchenne's Peter Forsberg, Ron Hext Hextal. We listen Hextal, to him. Hextal, holy time. shit. Kerry <laughs> uh, Huffman, Mike Rieke, Chris Simon. Richie, yeah. Two first-round picks? And Drafted first overall and said, I'm not fucking playing for them. Wow. And I wonder why. Voided New York Rangers I wonder offer. if he was a Habs fan that he refused to play for the Nordique. Wow. There is, I have um on Wiki, they even have like what the Rangers tried to trade for Lindros. It was a Tony Amante, Alexei Kovalev, Sergei <gasps> Nemchinov, and uh, James Patrick. And either Mike Richter or John uh, Van Bursbrook. Wow. Imagine if they traded Mike Richter. Could you imagine? There would have been no Rangers Cup in 94. Nope. Oh my god. And 20 million dollars. <laughs> that's wild. Okay. Well, we got to go. Wow. That's that's super okay. interesting. Sorry guys. All right. We'll talk about we're watching next week. Goodbye. Goodbye everyone. Bye 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 bye. Next game against the Flyers tomorrow. Bye. Bye 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 bye. Bye bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye.